Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. There was no temple like that of Solomon's. Words fail me. Adjectives useless, redundant. But the temple was ornate, elaborate, intricate, extravagant. Solomon's temple. This was the place for which Israel hungered so long. At Shiloh, the Ark of the Covenant rested for 430 years, not in a beautiful home, but in a badger-skin-covered tent. David, that man after God's own heart, longed to build a house for God's presence. He wasn't allowed. And so he accumulated the materials and resources to do so. And his desire was credited to him as an accomplished fact. That's the worth of a wish. It would be David's son Solomon who would build the house for God's presence. 30,000 men cut timber in the forests of Lebanon. 80,000 men cut stone in the quarries west of Jerusalem. 70,000 men served as general laborers on the project. Architects, craftsmen came from Hiram, the king of Tyre. They directed the workers so that there was silence within the temple. All of the cutting, all of the sawing, all of the hammering was done elsewhere. And like God's temple today, this is a silent building program. After seven years, the elaborate workmanship drew to a close. The temple was finished. It was moving day. Only a single piece of furniture was moved, the Ark of the Covenant. Can you imagine the Ark's trip to Solomon's temple? All 12 tribes came to celebrate this day. Each rejoiced for God's presence finally had a home. The procession made its way between the two huge columns. One was named Boaz, in God there is strength. And the other was named Jacob, in God there is direction. These are the two things that each person should receive at God's house, strength and direction. The procession led past a huge altar. Israel had grown and growth calls for more sacrifice. It passed a huge brazen sea mounted on 12 brazen oxen. Israel had grown. Growth calls for deeper purity. It passed by 12 tables of shewbread, illuminated by 12 golden candlesticks. Greater growth needs greater revelation. It passed by the golden altars that were multiplied. Israel had grown and growth calls for higher and greater intercession. Only the ark remained the same because there are some things that just simply do not change that will always abide. The spirit, the truth, and the blood remain the same. Hello, I'm Ken Gurley. Welcome to this daily devotion. Today, I'm following a theme of how God feels about you and me, and especially how God feels toward the unfortunate, those that are marginalized, disenfranchised, and yes, even the prodigal. Rather than untold miseries, God has a presence filled with multiplied mercies. I want you to notice something as we study Solomon's temple that the kingdom of God is growing. Of the increase of his government was prophesied, there would be no 
end. I know there's a time for gain and a time for loss. I recognize that the tide rises and it falls. I understand that the sun rises and the sun sets, and there is a time for addition, laying hold, and a time for subtraction of letting go. But I fully believe that we are in a season of great kingdom growth. It is the modus operandi of God that he saves the best for last. His first miracle in Cana of Galilee, that's what was said of Jesus Christ. He saved the best for last. This is the divine motif that the latter will be greater than the former, that the revival once seen will be seen again, but in greater measure. When Ezekiel saw the house of God in his vision, the higher one climbed, the larger each successive room became. When the same prophet saw the river of God, the farther it flowed, it grew wider and deeper. Because God saves the best for last. It just seems that the closer we get to the last of the last days, the Lord is pouring out his best upon us. Not only does the kingdom of God grow, so do the mercies of the Lord multiply. Do you know that mercy, mercy is a common description of God? I recognize that the most common use adjective of God is holy, 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 holy. That's the threefold antiphonal chant of the cerebrum that fly around the throne of God. God is holy. But another adjective often used of God is how God deals with mercy and in his mercy. God is merciful. In 2 Corinthians 1, Paul called the Lord the Father of mercies. The psalmist and the apostle John combined to picture his presence as one that flows with mercy. Psalm 36, Revelation 21. Forty-one times in the Old Testament, we are told to praise the Lord for the simple reason of his enduring mercy. In the 136th Psalm, 26 times, the psalmist urges us to praise God for his abiding mercy, for his mercy endures forever. 26 times, we're reminded to praise God for his goodness. 26 times, we're reminded that God is merciful because he is good. 26 times, we're reminded that God is a giver and we're reminded that he creates, he delivers, and he sustains. 26 times, we are reminded that any goodness God shows is due to his mercy, not because of merit on man's part, it's divine mercy. I said that, I've said it again, 26 times. Once for each letter in the English alphabet, one psalm reminds us God is good. From Alpha to Omega, beginning to end, from A to Z of our vocabulary and alphabet, He is merciful. Wouldn't you just love to thank the Lord because His mercy endures forever? To praise Him because we're serving not a vindictive God, but a merciful God. There's just something about the Lord. He seems singularly discontent with leaving mercy in the singular. He likes to get mercy into the plural. It's not just mercy, it's mercies. He's the father of mercies, plural. 
He is rich in mercy, Ephesians 4. An infinite God with infinite goodness chooses to multiply his mercy to each and every one of us. God's mercies in Nehemiah 9 are called many, and he multiplies them to those who are in need. First Chronicles 21, his mercies are called great, and he magnifies them to cover the need. Isaiah 55, his mercies are called sure, and he expands these to secure those in need. Psalm 119, his mercies are called tender. And with those tender mercies, he strengthens those who are weak. His mercies are called unfailing. Habakkuk said the fig tree, the vine, the flock, they may all fail us, but the Lord's mercies are unfailing. God has many great, sure, tender, and unfailing mercies at his disposal because he is rich in mercy. It's in the second giving of the law. God introduced himself to Moses as the one who is merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness, keeping mercy for thousands. That's what Exodus 34 says. Mercy for thousands. Thousands of what? Thousands of who? Mercy for thousands of people. Mercy for thousands of generations, mercy for thousands of needs, mercy for thousands of transgressions, mercy, multiplied mercies. I believe that God gives us a season of multiplication where God just multiplies things. There is a verse on my heart, Jude 2 Mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. I sense a season of multiplied mercies. It was in Acts chapter 2 that God added to his church daily, such as should be saved. In Acts 12, it says God multiplied his church. Consider this. Consider that in the heart of your community, we have and serve the living God who is filled with mercies. And he wants to pour out his spirit upon everyone in your community. He is capable because he is rich in mercy and he can multiply mercy. It's no accident. It's providence. It's not in man's plan. It's in the divine plan that God is multiplying his mercies in this season. I read what Jesus said, no man having drunk the old wine immediately desires the new wine. He says the old's better. Here's a premise, a maxim. The old going out always fights the new coming in. You must decide, I want this new season of multiplied mercy. You prepare for this new season. You remember that the people of God were told one day to make the valley full of ditches. That's the way some of you may feel you've worked and worked and not seen the full completion of what God longs to do in your life. But you are the one who determines the depth and the width of his provision, his glory, his anointing. He multiplies. But you and I must create the capacity for a greater glory, 
a greater blessing, a greater display of His Spirit. I read a story a while back of a man who was in an automobile accident. And while unconscious, God took him on a journey to different places and times. On the final visit, it was not on earth, but in heaven. And the angel Gabriel met him. He took him around a large building filled with so many things, shelves that seemed to go into the skies. Finally, they stopped and the man said, have I seen it all? Gabriel said, you've only seen a tiny fraction of this facility. He asked, what is this place? The angel answered, these are the answers to unasked prayers. There is, I believe, a longing on God's part to give us far more than we are prepared to receive. This is the day, I believe, to say, Lord, if there is a shelf that has my name on it in heaven, if there are things, Lord, that you want to do in my life and in my family's life, if you indeed want to bring a prodigal home, restore a relationship, and do the impossible, God, I am opening myself up to that today. I want everything you have on heaven's shelf for me. I don't want there to be a single answered prayer that I've never asked for that blessing. And God, today, I'm going to start asking and believing and claiming that you are the Father of all mercies. And in this day, today, Lord, you are going to multiply your mercies to me and my family, and you're going to respond so graciously. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.